Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, we're on the ninth episode of our What Do Ask Speaks To Me, and today we have uh, Sis Kailin with us. Uh, now, Sis Kailin is no stranger to all of you guys. Uh, she's been on Convert Central one or two times. Uh, last Ramadan, uh, she was also with us on Convert Central. So it's, it's like a nice full circle. Last Ramadan, we got her for one of her stories, her Convert story. And this Ramadan, we're going to get her to share her favorite dua. So inshallah, you guys get to decide next Ramadan what we're going to get her back to share with. So today, uh, I'll just get Sis Kailin to share a little bit about her Convert story first because we have already featured her before in the past. So for those who want to listen to the full Convert story, do head on to episode 12 of our season 1 where she talks about finding Islam because of what she reflected about the life after death. So I think it was one of the more thought-provoking podcasts that we recorded. And uh, the full story will be found there. So for now, I'll just let Sis Kailin to introduce herself, tell us what she's doing and why she came to Islam. Just briefly, Bismillah. Assalamualaikum everyone. I used to be a Buddhist la, and then um, uh, I followed my, my late parents for uh, in terms of the rituals. And I was exposed to Christianity before, um, but I've never found a uh, connection with, with it before. La. So um, somehow uh, it's because of the, the day of the judgment that topic actually uh, linked me to uh, re- relating to the topic of death. La. So from there, I actually ponder about the afterlife and actually direct me to think about the further existence of God. And Islam is a religion that, that spoke to me, la, alhamdulillah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much for giving us a brief summary of your story. Um, it's, it's, I think a lot of us, we come into Islam, we also think about the afterlife. So uh, when in your podcast itself, you shared about your thought process when it came to contemplating what happens after death, right? So if for those who are thinking about this as well, exploring what happens after life, you can listen to the podcast. I think Sis Kali has shared very good thoughts. Um, this Ramadan is your fifth Ramadan, and we are actually recording this in the month of Ramadan itself. So it's it's, it's we are all fasting, mashallah. So hopefully with the barakah of our fast, we can make this do um, you can make this episode a very beneficial episode. So at this point of time, is is you are going to be sharing your favorite dua, right? Uh, we'll just get you to recite the dua three times first, and then after that, inshallah, we get Ustazah to explain the dua to us. Rabbi shrafli sadri wayasirli amri waklu. Udatami Lisani Yapkahu Kali Rubbish Rafli Sadri Wayasirli Amri Waklu Udatami Lisani Yafkahu Kali Rubbish Rafli Sadri Wayasirli Amri Waklu Udatami Lisani Yafkahu Kali Thank you Kailin. So the Doa translates to Oh my Lord, open my chest for me and make my task easy for me and untie the knot for my tongue so that they may understand my speech. For those who want to remember and eventually memorize this dua, uh, after you have listened to this podcast because you think it's, it, it speaks out a lot to you, uh, you, we have a video on our Instagram page as well of Sis Kailin helping us to recite it. You can listen to that on repeat until you get the dua. But it's a very special dua because if you listen to any khutbah, 
which is any sermon or any class, more often than not, the ustas, the teacher that is standing in front, would be starting the class with this du'a, which is why perhaps you guys find it very familiar. They will, they will always start their class by reciting, In fact, when we started our podcast, we also recited that. So, why we recite that, why it's so special and its meaning, I'll leave it to Ustaza to explain to, to us. So, uh, please, Tafadol Ustaza. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. I feel like it's only apt for me to start my sharing with the dua uh, to make my heart clear to, so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expand my heart clearly, remove any kind of worry and anxiousness from it and make my affairs easy for me to share. Uh, hopefully, everybody benefit from it, inshallah. So, of course, um, like Brother Kevin has uh, mentioned before, that any anytime you go to a sermon or class or anything, you might actually find those stuff saying this out loud before they start sharing. Um, or internally, they will definitely would have said that because every time you are being tasked or being given this um, opportunity, I would say this is an opportunity, but it sometimes feel like also, a, I would say, a task that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you to, to spread the message of Islam, um, you would definitely want to be able to explain the matter clearly so that the person that is listening will get the benefit of it. Because what is the use of you saying something, even if it's the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the other party doesn't understand what you're saying, or you are stuttering, or you are nervous to the extent that you are not even being clear. In your words. So, of course, we will be ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to clear our hearts, to expand it, to remove any kind of nervousness that we might um, actually have that we will that will cause us to stutter, stumble over our words, um, and to the extent that nobody understands what we're trying to say. So, this dua is a beautiful dua that is mentioned in the Quran actually in Surah Taha from ayah 25, um, I think about four ayahs um, after that. So about 25, 26, 27, 28. Um, and it comes in the middle of the story of uh, Musa alayhi salam. So Nabi Musa alayhi salam, we know the story. It's a very long story. I can't go into it in detail, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, you can refer to Surah Baha and you can read the translation and you'll see the beautiful story of Musa alayhi salam, the journey of uh, Musa alayhi salam. So Nabi Musa alayhi salam, a little bit about him is that what happened before Nabi Musa salam made this dua was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tasked him to go back to Fir'aun, Pharaoh. So Musa salam did grow up in the household of Pharaoh. Um, something happened. Um, there was a conflict between him and the people of Pharaoh. And then he punched that person and that person died. So he killed somebody. By mistake, of course. He didn't intend it to be that way. So he killed the person and he ran away. He ran out of the country. He went away um, and he left um, and he reached Median. He got married. He had a family. And then Allah SWT gave him the task back to go back to the enemy. I mean, to the person who will definitely kill him, you know, you know, because he killed somebody from the households of Iran. So, of course, imagine this. Now, put yourself in that situation. Imagine how afraid you would be. Fir'aun. It's not the normal tyrant that you would see, you know. It's not the person who is like, you know, just going to yell at you, uh, make you lose your job or, or you know, um, imprison you. No, no, that's not Fir'aun. 
a little bit back about Fir'aun, let's go back. When Musa alayhi salam was born, that was the time when Pharaoh actually tell the people, tell his armies to go out and kill any babies, any male babies. So a person that kills babies. <laughs> so, to, to, so that is that kind of time. We're talking about that. No mercy at all. Merciless. So this is Pharaoh and he's going to go back to Pharaoh. So imagine this. Musa alayhi salam would be in fear. Now he has a family. Now he has a life. So he has to go back to Pharaoh. He, he might be killed. He might be tortured. He might be, you know, tortured so bad that he will have to renounce. He would be, he is afraid. So he, he said, Allah mentioned. And he said, Oh my Rabb, oh my creator, make clear my chest. Because obviously, you know, when you are being tasked with something that is very difficult, I don't know if you can relate to this, and you start to feel anxious and worried, you'll start to feel the heart tightening. I always feel that way. I mean, I, I start to feel like, oh, as though that is a, an invisible force that is uh, grasping on your heart and squeezing it and you can't breathe. Then you start to like, you know, hyperventilate a little bit. <laughs> Cannot breathe. Okay. So that's, I think, what Musa felt. So he said, make clear my chest, expand it, remove any kind of worry and anxiousness from it, Ya Allah, and make my affair, the affair of going back to Pharaoh, standing in front of him confidently, and then, Ya Allah, untie or unravel the knots from my tongue. One thing that also happened to Musa, and I think it's very important for me to uh, mention, is that he has a lisp. Musa salam has a lisp. So when he speaks, it's a little bit unclear. Um, and that also happened because he was taken into the household of Pharaoh and Pharaoh wanted to test whether this baby, is he a smart baby or a dumb or fool baby? So when Musa salam wanted to take the toy, the malaika actually pushed his hand in the narration. He pushed, the malaika pushed his hand so he took a coal, burning coal, and he put it in his mouth. And that caused the lisp. So obviously a person, he feels very small. Musa salam, he feels like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to go there with a huge message from Allah. I do not want to be unclear. I, I do not want to sound um, nervous. I do not want to stutter. I do not want to speak unclearly. So he, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have done that even if Musa salam did not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Allah would have helped him because he is the messenger of Allah. He was the one who is going to spread or, or convey the message of Allah to the tyrant. Allah would have given him the miracles that Allah gave him. And that would have been enough of, um, you know, a support from Allah. But no, Musa salam wanted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him the support of what? Making his heart clear making him confident to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's enemy. So this dua is such a beautiful dua that imagine even a prophet or a messenger of Allah made this dua. What about us? We are normal people. How are we when given the task of conveying the message of Allah or even trying to um, explain ourselves in situations? Sometimes like in Edward, you are giving the, given the task to present and you are not a public speaker. So suddenly you stand there and you start to feel nervous. Let me just also be clear, even public speakers get nervous too. You see? So 
you need this kind of support. So this is a beautiful dua that we can incorporate in our daily life at work, in school, when you have a presentation. Anytime you need to just answer a question when people are asking you about Islam. Hey, why are you wearing the hijab? Hey, why did you convert Islam? And then you want to convey that message. You want to say that. And then you do not want to, you know, say the wrong things. Say this dua first. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be your guardian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide you in your words. And I think that is the most beautiful thing is that when Allah guides you in your words, even if you are not the best English speaker, even though you make minor mistakes in pronunciation, even if you make major mistakes in pronunciation, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Even if you are not the best speaker of all, but the message gets across because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making it easy for you um, so that you can um, convey the message of Allah. So I think that is um, my sharing or my understanding of this dua. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Ustazah, for sharing the significance, the context of the du'a. Now we understand a little bit, right, of, of the du'a, why it's spoken before classes, and, and we can even extend the recitation of this du'a to our daily tasks, when we want our tasks to be eased. So I personally can say that every time before my recitation, I'm basically saying that du'a as many times as I can, because in a seminar room of 50 people, yeah, you're just nervous, right? And I realized that every single time I recite this du'a, it turns out fine. But that one time I forget to recite this du'a, you know, the presentation didn't turn out so well. So Allah really, you know, is is like my affairs when I, when I recite this du'a. I really see the effects in, in, in my own school life. And, and alhamdulillah for this du'a that I'm able to bring into school life to remind myself of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I'm doing my presentations itself. So uh, that's me and why that du'a speaks to me. And of course, Converse Central. So I had to I have to host the podcast and that's why I also recite this du'a. But maybe let's hear from Sis Kailin. Why this du'a is significant to her? Why is this a favorite du'a? Through my uh, growing years, I realized that I am better at listening. So uh, even in fact now, uh, like confession is like, even for me to actually to be speaking here with you, um, it's, it's not something that I and confident about hmm. but alhamdulillah like i think this to us speaks to me because like i feel it's, it can be a reliant for us like like we can seek allah's um, help in uh sometimes especially we want to convey certain message uh, that we we think is important for me because my area of work i that there are a lot of communications uh, so to be fair like sometimes what we want to relay we hope that the other party would also really understand what, what we are trying to say so Usually, I would also, on and off, I would use this to help me, hopefully, to get the message across. Thank you for sharing your experiences. Um, I, I myself related to some to some of the moments in your lives where you, you get your appear in front of a family in, as, as a Muslim, right? So for us, for, for, for me as a Chinese New Year, so when we have the steamboat and it, you are putting a lot of meat, different types of meat inside. Don't know what I can eat, I cannot eat. So I, I stay away and it's because of my faith that I'm staying away. And sometimes it's difficult. A lot of different challenges we meet in our lives, right? Be it being a convert and a bomb or a bomb Muslim. And the best thing that we can do before we take on the challenges to, is to remind ourselves by resetting this door as well that it is Allah that brings us through it, through everything. If any of us were to come to Islam, it's, it's through Allah. If we were going to, you know, strive past our challenges, it will be through Allah. And when we recite this dua at the start of our challenges, we're reminding ourselves that we are asking from Allah the power and the permission to, to, finish, to finish this challenge that He has given us. 
So, uh, Alhamdulillah, thank you for both of your sharing. It, 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 it's so beautiful, uh, this du'a. And I hope that some of us who are listening here, we can learn the du'a. And in, in moments of our life where, let's say, we, we intend to announce our conversion or to uh, discuss it with our family members, maybe we can recite this du'a and Allah will ease our speech for us. Hey everybody, this is Prose Production uh, during editing Kevin speaking. So, we've actually decided to split up the episode uh, into two parts because the second part is about letter to Qadr. And we've actually gotten Ustaza to share some of the uh, things that we have to take note of about Laylatul Qadr and how actually to attain and successfully perform our ibadah during Laylatul Qadr. So we will be separating that episode from this one uh, because it's it's a lengthy uh, portion of the episode and we want to actually shine more spotlight and focus on Laylatul Qadr itself. It will be released as a special edition. Just right after this episode, you can check it out. And inshallah, we pray that that episode will be beneficial to all of us who's trying to achieve and attain the blessings and rewards of Ladder to Qadr. So at this point of time, I'd like to thank Sis Kailin for coming up onto the podcast to share with us her favorite dua and also Ustaz Abusha for being with us the entire Ramadan to help us to explain and also can contextualize some of the duas that will make it easier for our converts to learn. We will now end this episode with Tasbih Kafara and Surat Asr. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika Ashadu Allah ilaha illa anta astawfiruka wa tubi like Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wal asr Innal insana lafi khus Illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sabr Assalamualaikum and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode